0: Ron Hindle and turn to 201. We're going to start our community service. Two In our service and prayer. I was thinking about the last uh, line of that hymn and the, the refrain. It says, grace that is greater than what? All our sin. What is it that most people have a problem with when they're, finally, when they're confronted with their sin for the first time? They, they think what? What's, what's one of the most common thoughts? Yeah. And, and how can God ever what? And the idea here is they have no concept Of the great grace of God. Grace that is greater than all of our sin. It has to be. It has to cover all of it. And that person gets stuck on their own sin saying, God can never forgive me. Let me tell you, his grace is greater than your sin plus my sin plus everybody you see sin who is one of God's people. Grace, some of the words, infinite matchless grace. Okay, the idea of it being so much that we we probably as his people don't think about how great the grace of God is even though we have a better perspective than those who are lost I was thinking about that that might change my tactic when I'm talking to people you just don't understand how great God's grace is okay he can take care of your sin I don't remember which pastor it was it was years ago was talking about if your theology doesn't allow for the fact that it's possible for Hitler to be in heaven that you don't understand God's grace. Not one person does something so much that it's beyond what the grace of God can take care of and erase. And that's particularly important as we turn our attention to the Lord's table. Because in a very personal sense, God has forgiven us all of our sin and wiped it clean. Whiter than snow and we talked about the stain this dark is the stain that I cannot hide what can avail to wash it away only the blood of Jesus Christ it stains whiter than snow something we don't understand something we just don't get Phil you had a comment
1: mm-hmm
0: and turned him from that into an apostle. You know, that guilt never left him. We see it in other letters where he writes, his, talks about the least, he calls himself the least of the apostles. I mean, I, I don't mean maybe the guilt. That I mean, that's not the word I should use. because We're free from that. Well, we're going to open uh, this portion of the service to your testimonies. A um, I, I, uh, simple question, again, uh, what has God been doing in your life? Um, what has God been teaching you? What has he been showing you? We know he hasn't been silent for the last month. We know he hasn't taken a break from working on you. That never happens. Um, we may sometimes forget him. And forget that he's there and neglect to do things we should, but he is always faithful. Always faithful. So, what has the Lord been doing in your life? Yeah, Terry, then Sheila. Too. thank you The entire the entire thing. think about it, as the, we continue to, if you will, explode with media, which is what our society is currently doing, there, there is always resources to kind of dig and go for, but you have to go looking for them because there's a great, much amount of distraction. I mean, when you think about it, when you turn on the TV, the pull is probably towards entertainment, or as uh, Pastor, Deitch, Pastor Birch used to teach us, amusement, which if you look at the word amuse, it means to stop thinking. Know, and the idea behind that, meaning that you just turn off your brand and just take in whatever you're given. Um, and our society is not getting better, it's getting worse. Some of the things that uh, we have to now protect our kids, our own minds from, um, would not have been thought about <laughs> decades ago. So it's just where we're headed. But I'm thankful for the resources there. I'm thankful for YouTube as well, also for, so I can fix my toilet, but <laughs> for the good resources that are there someone else what is God doing in your life get yep. you know Tim, then. Yeah. it I'm thankful too. And I was thinking, too, as Terry was saying, that we're praying in church, that our prayers are still going out. And I think of the kids and other people that we have been praying for as a church, can I say, for decades? And as long as the day is called today, there's an opportunity for grace. It's not too late. The thing about Al, I think about Al a lot. I don't know if you remember Al. <laughs> Some of you weren't here. But faithful Al. Who would come to prayer meeting, and what would be his what would be his prayer every Wednesday? Save my family. Until God took him, you know. Every now and then, I remember to pray for Al's family. Okay, I don't know if we we do or not to, to continue that, but uh, faithfully praying for the salvation of his family, who he loved dearly, and prayed until God took him. So it's not too late as long as we're able to pray, and as long as that person, the object of our prayer, is still here. So let's continue to pray as a church. Terry, go ahead, and then Pam had the uh, the next thing there. Yep, he did. Uh mm-hmm. sure did. you know you tell you can tell an awful lot about a person's heart by their prayer you really can you can tell what their priorities are you know al prayed for families he prayed for families um and we were his family here and he knew that and that was certainly part of it that's why he prayed for us as families but that was something that was important to him faithful choir member i don't think he'd care if i said the following thing couldn't carry a tune in the bucket but he was there every practice except for we, had, we found his note. We did. Pam, go ahead. I'm sorry. With you. It takes so long, it, you wonder sometimes why. <laughs> all over we'll be praying Dale do you have something as well back if it comes to you if it comes back let me know anyone else what has God been doing in the past month or more pastor
1: That's right. <laughs> That's right.
0: Yeah. We're glad to have you back, believe me. Well, um, I'm thankful to be here. As, as Tim has mentioned, the last time I think it was October was the last. Uh, no, I don't remember when the last communion service. I was. Before. I think it was October. It had to have been because my surgery was early in November, so that must have been it. And that was a concern for sure in my mind, whether I'd be back to be part of lead anything else here at the church play the piano sing participate in the worship service no. um, but God definitely has brought me from point a to point b I believe that I'm pretty much out of the woods although I still have some walking to do if you will uh, to full health I am also thankful for a praying church and uh, a praying family I have I've have had aunts and uncles calling and checking in and other acquaintances on the east coast that we've worked with with camp and other things praying and those kind of things and other churches praying i've had kids telling their i mean from sports creek asking their churches to pray you know we we think that the network is kind of small when we ask for things but god's people they hear and they pray and i'm thankful for that i'm confident that i wouldn't be standing before you today if it hadn't been for the prayer of god's people and god's intervention um getting in there and looking at what was wrong with me was bigger than what was already pretty bad wrong with me. Um, And literally, I can tell people that God has healed my heart twice. He's healed the the physical heart for sure, and he's healed my spiritual heart. Um, The amount of repair they had to do, uh, they told me they were prepared for it, you know, in case they got in there and saw that, but it was a whole lot more. There's more artificial me in there than I I had expected to begin with, and they were already going to be extensive in what they were going to do. I'm thankful for technology, thankful to God for that. I'm not thankful to men for that. I am thankful that God uses men for that, but understanding that we wouldn't have this technology if it hadn't been for God's wisdom and and imparting it to people to come up with these things and allowing it to work, you know? um, We have artificial limbs. We have artificial joints. We have artificial valves. We have artificial... I have an artificial artery in there now. It's a big one. It's the big artery. It's artificial. It's not... Organic, you know, and um, I'm very thankful for that. It's, it's still true what God says that the Lord, the Lord, the one who heals all of our diseases, that's still true today as it was back when it was, was penned. God will continually be the person who heals our diseases, not the drugs, not the, the medical technology that He allows us to have. You know as well as I do that people take the same drug for whatever it is to heal them, and some are healed, and some of them don't get healed, and some of them die. And so I'm thankful very much for a healing God. Thank you for a second chance to God, too. I mean, he, there are things that I thought to myself going into this surgery that I've left undone. There are things that I'm not happy with, that if God took me in November and that was the end of my life, although it would have been providential and that would have been the end of my life here on earth, there were things I had not yet done. And I would have thought to myself, in, in human retrospect and I understand where I'm coming from when I say this, that I would have wanted to go back and fix, which is all of the regret that comes with being a human being. But at the same time, God has healed me and given me a new lease on life. And I have more years, I hope, than what it would have been if I had not been treated. Thankful for my surgeon, who apparently from everything that was spoken, and I had no... Uh, no influence over this is the best in the country on this kind of surgery. I didn't do that. God did that. Um, and He was fantastic. And I'm thankful for Him and His team. I'm thankful to be here in front of you, just living and not, I'm not 100%, not even close. I get tired fast. Um, I don't have the stamina. I don't have the mental prowess I used to have. Everything is, is cloudy. The trade off, though, is that I'm here. And I'm thankful to God for that. He's continually healing me. People ask, how am I doing? Better every day. 100%. I would say in some ways I'm better than 100%. But I'm still not done healing. And I'm thankful for what God is doing. But I'll tell you this also. He has slowed me down. He has brought things into perspective that only a life-changing event such as open-heart surgery can do to you. Um, Or an accident. I would think about that too. Something that brings you to the point of death that makes you stop and consider what your priorities are. And I'm very thankful to God for that it's slowing me down because if you if you know me and I'm into the school year I'm running at 100% or more if I can to try to make sure things go smoothly for the kids that I'm teaching and all that kind of stuff and for my family and, and those things but he's laid me low and he has brought me to a stop and we're starting to get going again and I don't know if I want to or can if I'm physically able to to once again be at that level you know this is life changing even though I feel better I know my heart's working better I'm losing weight I'm becoming more healthy all these things are happening and I'm very thankful to God for it and, but I'm thankful for the stop stop and recalibrate stop and know that I am the Lord basically and I've had some good times uh, just thinking I've been left alone a lot which is good not really ever alone always with God and uh, some good reflections going on there. I pray for your continu- continued prayer for me is that I would continue to heal, yes, but that I would, as I would pray for anyone to get my priorities straight and that I would learn from this experience. And I think it was Phil you were talking about, wh- were you saying something along the lines of why people can't understand? It's sin, brethren. The reason why we don't understand is sin blinds. And, it, and we're still dealing with sin as Christians. It's not gone yet. Okay, that's glory. Can't wait, but right now I'm still dealing with it. So I pray for your bless, your prayers for blessing me to continue to heal and to get my mind straight. Anyone else, Phil? Yeah, Do you remember?
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: We've been praying for them for decades, right? God answers prayer. We know that. Well, let's take up our offering, unless I've missed anybody. Um, And uh, I I need a few people to come forward to take care of that, men. And uh, after that, we'll sing a hymn and begin our...
2: grateful mm-hmm. for the funding that you continuously and generously give us. Lord, as we give a portion back to your promise, to your will, we pray that it will go out and magnify itself and increase and it will bless individuals who are in difficult situations and that, Lord, you would be glorified in all. We ask, Father, in the giving of these gifts of Solid, that you would bless the gifts, that you bless the giving, that you would bless our time together Christ. Amen.
0: For our meditation before we begin the service, I wanted us to look at uh, 1 Corinthians 11, but I wanted us to start earlier in the chapter. Where we often start uh, when, in about verse 23, where it says, for I received from the Lord what else also delivered to you, and it goes into the, the establishment of the table, a reminder of it. But I wanted us to back up and start where it begins. The subheading is the Lord's Supper, that we often just kind of... Push past and don't talk about it. We get right to the nitty-gritty of what's going on here. I'm going to start at verse 17. If you want to read with me, 1 Corinthians 11:17 and following. But in the following instructions, I do not commend you, because when you come together, it is not for the better, but for the worse. For in the first place, when you come together as a church, I hear that there are divisions among you, and I believe it in part. In remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Whoever, therefore, eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself then, and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. And that is why many of you are weak and ill, and some have died. But if we judged ourselves truly, we would not be judged. But when we are judged by the Lord, we are disciplined so that we may not be condemned along with the world. So then, my brothers, when you come together to eat, wait for one another. If anyone is hungry, let him eat at home, so that when you come together, it will not be for judgment about the other things I will give directions when I come. We we are quick to look at this church and hear <laughs> the actual things that they were doing before the communion service, and we're saying, well, we don't do that anymore. We don't have to worry about that. We take care of the food and the drink at home. We don't. We no longer are in danger of approaching the table inappropriately, and to that I would say you've missed the point of the message. There is an idea here that we are to come prepared to be part of this, and that we're to wait for one another, and that we're to take care of ourselves and examine ourselves. And that not only doesn't mean just ourselves, but the church as well. That when we come and do this thing, that it's not just about us. I think often that we get stuck about that. We read the latter part of that and not the first part that was causing so much dissension within the church. And Paul says they were, they were under judgment when you see what was happening. They were, he says that's because of this that you were weak and ill, and some of you have even died. Talk about judgment. Though. That's how serious this is. Then be careful that we don't get into the routine of doing this service. Tim mentioned beforehand in his prayer, he was praying that we would have a chance to commune with Christ. You know what that means, commune, union with, together. It's not just some function that the church does. Although there are many churches out there that probably even today have done it as some sort of rote thing that they do. It's just part of the service and it has no other meaning. Not so for the people of God. Not so for a body of believers who, as we've heard today in testimony, thinks of each other as family and is concerned about it. If you are concerned with the people in this church, if you're concerned with this family, then we must make sure that this is kept sacred and without sin. So we're going to take a few moments, and we're going to examine ourselves. And I will say this to you, that there's probably <laughs> at least one thing in there that has yet to be confessed to the Lord God about things that are not right in your life. You have a moment to take care of that before we take part of this table. Let's take a few minutes and pray. Lord, we have sang songs today, testimonies to your marvelous grace. We are definitely thank you, thank you, Lord, for that. Thankful for that. Each one of us who are Your people have been washed in Your blood and have come out of that washing process whiter than snow. And we're thankful for that, Father. Help us to keep short tabs with You, Lord. Help us not to bring sin uh, into this this uh, service, Lord, and also into our church. Help us to be mindful of it. that We're still struggling with it. There are still things that we have to take. A care of, Lord, and that you would shield us by your word. I pray, Lord, that you would bless us in this hour, sanctify us by your Holy Spirit, Lord, send him upon us, we ask, in Jesus' name. Amen. We've talked beforehand about the the bread and the fact that when we hear it crushed up, this is just one of those things that we use, think of the passage that was the Lord's will to crush it. It took real sacrifice to redeem and to make grace that is greater than all her sin. Took the sacrifice of God's Holy son. That is no small thing. That is no small thing. It's a it's a sacrifice we cannot fully fathom. I'm going to ask Dale if he bless the bread.
2: as we eat the bread we
0: reflect on the broken body of the Lord Jesus Christ I was thinking that what can a person possibly offer God for a soul you think about how many people have passed away this past week just in their own community suddenly here suddenly there and in front of God. Every encounter that man has had in the scripture, apart from certain ones that were special or some vision, have been ruinous to people. God's people, he's been saying. I am none done. What will you do in that moment? What will you give? What will you give the creator as a creature that would be of value to him to save your soul? Think about that for just a minute and then think about the fact that the creator was the one who gave up his life for the creations, the creatures and we were talking about the fathomless grace of God how many creatures and their sin would it take to overdo the creator I think we don't, we just don't stop and think about these things I'm so thankful and it's such a mystery that the fact that our Creator would die for creatures such as I. I ask Philothea, ask His blessing upon the cup.
2: It's worthy to happen What changes everything, Lord, is the fact that you came to love us enough to die for us. To have your body broken, to have your blood spilled, to watch the sin away from us. And as we know, as we understand, the blood suitable substance When our Lord hung on the cross between two thieves, the one thief that stood there hung there, openly mocked, iriscibly, blaspheming Lord, calling on are of true God. Have your allegiance rescue you. Bring yourself down off, off the cross. But you didn't understand. You didn't understand that, oh Lord, you were there willingly. You willingly allowed your body to be broken and beaten. You willingly allowed the guards to mock you. Torture you, to drag the spikes into your hands and your feet, to strap you to the cross painfully, raise you up in front of the world to see true misery and agony. You knew this ahead of time, but you did it anyway. And when the other feet Be with me in glory. The magnificent contrast between the world and those that you have saved. How fortunate, how blessed are we who a to be in the world. The individuals that you have deigned to save by sacrificing your body and spilling your blood sins to in our hearts. I pray, Father, that those who have been the earshine of this voice, give you praise and glory. And have their heart stirred, perhaps even splayed over.
0: drinking of the cup remember the shed blood of our Lord. before we sing our hymn and are dismissed I wanted to read one more small passage just two verses psalm 32 verses 1 and 2 blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven whose sin is covered Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. How much have you been forgiven? How much of your sin has Jesus covered? All. Let's stand and be dismissed by singing Jesus Paid It All. (coughs) Jesus paid it all.
1: Stay. He it white snow.
0: Scripture says, when they had sung a hymn, they were dismissed.
1: We are.